Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast. Be specific, this is episode number 66 of the Talking Blues podcast. A Champions of Europe episode, our second Champions of Europe episode, uh, since you know the amazing win from Chelsea, the 1-0 victory against Manchester City, the first UEFA League uh, victory, UEFA League championship victory for Chelsea since 2012. We get it here, we get it on this podcast. If you haven't already, go listen to our episode uh, 65 where we recap this match. And, of course, what did I, what did I say wrong, Alex? Alex put something in chat. I, I think you said UEFA League Champions or something. I don't know. Or UA, it's, so it's UEFA Champions. I don't know if you were saying it like UEFA League and we're the champions. I don't know. It just sounded weird. I don't know why. I just wanted to, like, I don't know. Whatever. Continue. Okay, so whatever. What what I was just gonna say is, um, I edit the episodes, and of course, I've been editing the episodes since uh, I've been given the role from Alex about what Alex like maybe at episode five I started editing. I would say yeah, something like that. So I would say sixty episodes, pretty strong. Obviously, you know, um, maybe there's been a few errors here and there. I don't think so. I mean, we've changed the music a little bit. I, I, I would say no errors, I mean, since we started. And the one episode, the one episode that there's errors is our biggest episode ever listened to, um, or at least our quickest, right? Our quickest to reach uh, the most listens um, yeah. before in, in Talking Blues history. So to everyone who listened, who is luckily coming back to this episode, thank you so, so much for coming back. 
um, I was actually able to make the change. So if you listened up to the point, I think at the whatever minute mark that Peter and Alex intersected with each other, um, that was fixed, I believe, the next day or the same same day. But people, it downloads on their library. So if it if it downloads into your library on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, like because you're subscribed to the podcast, which we really appreciate that you are subscribed, it gives you that bad episode. Once yeah. we resubmit the new episode, you can go and search Talking Blues, um, and then that'll be the nice episode. So if you listened up to that point and stopped because we, you know, Alex and Peter sounded like they were talking over each other, which they were, uh, but that's not how it actually went down. Um, then please go search up so you can actually listen and enjoy uh, the the Champions League final episode uh, of the Talking Blues podcast, right? But it's all up there and fixed, right, Alex? Yeah, so it's all up there and fixed. I think it was probably only about a quarter of the people who listened heard the talking over of each other part. And I think the rest of everyone else should have been good once we updated the episode. So hopefully for those quarter of the people that heard that, I hope you're here. Like Josh said, we're sorry. Uh, it was only like a minute and a half or something that we were actually over set over uh, talking to each other. So it wasn't that bad, but definitely an issue that we fixed. It hopefully won't happen again. Thank you very much. We're very sorry. Yeah. Well, I would like to just say two, two thank yous. First of all, thank you to JJ on Twitter. I'm not going to lie. He definitely saved us. I don't know how long uh, before he told me on Twitter that the episode was a little messed up with the editing that I would have fixed that. So thank you to him because I got it up within, you know, the first few hours of release. And then second, thank you to everyone who listened to that episode. Because like I said, the fastest, uh, most listens we've gotten in the first like three or four days that it's been out. Obviously, it's been about five days now since we released it on Sunday. And yeah, sure. We said we were going to get your next episode out on sometime next week, I think I said. And I said to take the week off. You took some days off, but we're here. And we have a lot to cover right now in today's episode. And not even today's episode. We have futures epi- episodes planned already in the future. We're just that far ahead. Um, and things might get changed around. But for right now, we got a lot to cover. Um, and luckily enough, well, not luckily enough, because we know why the Euros did not happen last year um, due to coronavirus. But lucky enough, I would say we're able to cover it because if it did happen last year, it would have been you know, before this podcast started. So we wouldn't have been able to involve it in the podcast. So now we'll be able to talk about it. So yeah, uh, in the next few weeks, we'll be able to talk about Euros. We'll be able to talk about all these Chelsea uh, rumors and transfer news. Um, But I think let's get into it. I kind of already broke this uh, with having Alex respond. But Peter's been sitting here for the first five minutes of this episode not having to say anything. So Alex and Peter, um, we, we heard Alex already. Peter, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I enjoyed the monologue. It felt like I was listening to one of the episodes, you know? <laughs> but it's good to be here. Excited to be back after taking a bit of a break, bringing more content. We have a lot of stuff planned, like Josh said, so we're excited to announce that to you and to cover some stuff. I mean, a lot, not some stuff, a lot of stuff that has happened in between the last episode and when we're recording. Now. And let's just say it hasn't gotten old calling ourselves the champions of Europe or at least being fans of the champions of Europe and, and you know, following the club that are the champions of Europe. Right. I'm, I'm sure we, you know, it hasn't gotten old saying that. Uh, no, it hasn't. And it won't get old until the next team wins it, which hopefully will be Chelsea once again. Um, Alex, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm just still excited. Um, you know, I'm just ready to 
just talk more about Chelsea. I'm excited for this next, you know, for this transfer window. You know, originally we didn't think that we were going to be able to spend much this transfer window, but there has been rumors that Roman is definitely backing Tuchel and that he'll spend a lot of money this summer. And uh, that's definitely going to be exciting. Hopefully we'll have a lot of uh, transfer news because of that. I think there's going to be a lot of departures this summer, a lot of the clearing out of the dead wood, uh, which we'll talk about later in the episode. And obviously some bringing in some new talent as well that can help this team retain that Champions League title. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of news that just actually happened or was officially announced at least today. A lot of things that we were suspecting would happen. One big surprise actually today that we're going to get to, something that I would say none of us expected to happen. Uh, We're going to get into that, but I guess we can start with some of the simpler, uh, you know, more expected stuff here. Thomas Tuchel, he's been extended until 2024. Whoa, what are you doing? Are you trying to set up suspense for what we're talking about? You like usually what <laughs> that was so weird. You said a big thing that a lot of people didn't expect that came out today. We'll talk about later. What are you? I'm assuming you're talking about Olivier Giroud. You can break it, Alex. Break the news. All right, all right. I wanted to do, I wanted to have a nice cliffhanger here, but yeah, we can get right into it. Olivier Giroud is staying with Chelsea, announced by the club probably what an hour ago now. Uh, when we're recording this very exciting news it was very weird because there was definitely a lot of smoke about him leaving um there was rumors about AC Milan especially even uh Zlatan came out and talked about how it'd be great to have uh, Giroud joining AC Milan but it sounds like what it what happened is the clause was triggered in April so he's been he's known for two months now that uh, he's been he's gonna stay at Chelsea for another year, so it's kind of interesting how you know they he didn't come out and deny the news earlier. I don't know if he was seeing if there were better offers or something like that, but definitely interesting. It's kind of weird that the news waited till now to come out, but it's nice for Chelsea. Uh, hopefully, he is the backup striker and not the start, and hopefully, we can bring in someone better in the summer. But nice to have him around, uh, and definitely will be a nice piece off the bench and even. Uh, starting some games when we need some experience up front. I'll jump in here and talk about it now. I mean, I think this wasn't Olivier Giroud himself saying, I mean, obviously it is because he wants to stay at Chelsea and he wouldn't have extended the contract otherwise, but I believe this was a clause exercised by the club and I think he still wants to leave, but it's more so that I think Marina kind of just went, okay, we can extend this. We can let him go anyway. Or we can say, hey, AC Milan, we know you want Giroud, right? Hey, can, why don't you throw us like five million if you want him so much? And it's just an extra five million. And then if worst comes to worst, we don't sign a Lukaku, a Kane, a Haaland in the summer. We have someone that we have a good, competent striker, Olivier Giroud, who can score goals that we can have, obviously not play as much or play as well as those other options I mentioned, but can still come in have some game time and be a dependable target man and goal scorer. But I love Giroud and I'm glad that he's staying, even if he won't stay, but it's now up to the club if he he wants to stay or go. I mean, to be honest, I kind of hope he leaves because I feel like he won't get much game time here and I want him to succeed, but I'm glad he's staying. And hopefully next year he can score another bicycle kick in the Champions League, except this time in the final and we win it again. And then we're, we're too bad. We're back to back Champions League winners. One at a time, I would say. But, I mean, I, I did also allude to it earlier as well, Peter. So it's not just you. Um, 
And then Alex, I mean, right when you started too, breaking both news is uh, both news is uh, both of the news stories with Olivier Giroud and then Thomas Tuchel, but kind of skipping right over that. Yeah, so Tuchel gets an extra two years with the club, or I guess three years in total, right? Because 2022, 2020, no, two years, 2022, 2023. And then after that 2023, like season ends, because it'll be 2024. Uh, when it ends, that's when his contract will be up. So an extra two years uh, with the club, with Chelsea. No, am I wrong? Is it three years? Three years. It's three years. Yeah, it's three years. In yeah, total. it's three years. I think. Yeah. Sorry, we're not very good at math over here. Twenty, right? Because this season, we're gonna go over it now. Now that we're talking about it, because this next season, it'll end in twenty twenty two. Following season will end in twenty twenty three, and then the uh, next season after that will end in twenty twenty four. So three year extension. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So three year extension. Thomas Tuchel gets it. Although for some reason, no. Yeah, it's it's 2024. Yeah, SB Nation, Thomas Tuchel contract extended two years. So was it through next year? Maybe that's maybe that's why. I think it was through next year, and then he's getting an additional two years onto the contract he already had, which means he stay. He has three years on the contract now. He had it would have expired at the end of last season, and I think it got extended for two years. I think that's probably right. what it is. Yeah, I think so. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, thank you. That's what I was about to say. Thank you, Peter, uh, cleaning everything up. And as my dog Amber barks, let's move on to the next subject here. Um, every time, every episode. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll go on to the next thing, and that's another player that has extended and stayed with the club. This is probably going to be the player that we most wanted to stay with the club. I mean, Olivier Giroud, okay. You know, I, I really like him as a player, but he just doesn't play with the club or with the team with the squad, whatever, this player does. And that player, that I keep on saying player, is Thiago Silva. Uh, the center back came here from Paris Saint-Germain, and he's staying with Chelsea. Very exciting stuff. Obviously, he's about 36 years old, I think, at this point. Um, and you know what? It is what it is because Thiago Silva is so good defensively for Chelsea. Has been so far this whole season. Um but um, yeah, he's he's pretty old for a, obviously a soccer player, thirty six year thirty six years young, if you would call it out of you know the game of football. Uh, but he stays with Chelsea for another season and hopefully very well or plays very well for the for the team. So I'm very happy about that. That's probably my most exciting one. Um, I'm not as hyped up for Olivier Giroud. So with when when we, when I got the news that uh, Thiago Silva was going to stay because it seemed like him, his wife, his family really enjoys. Uh, you know, with him playing for the club. I think the most uh, exciting thing that we saw from Thiago Silva, to be honest, like the moment that he really enjoyed was when um, himself and the two other Chelsea players were out. Was it Jorginho on Mount? Or when they were celebrating in the stands and I remember watching him uh, jump around with them in the stands. I think that was like my favorite moment. Like, yes, I love Thiago Silva with Chelsea. Obviously winning the Champions League was a different story, but we saw him go out uh, on a very sad moment where he wasn't able to play. So, you know, I don't want to look at it like that because that actually kind of brings it a little bit down for me because, you know, we had to, he had to go out because he wasn't fully healthy for the match. But I, just seeing him, it, it looked like he just fit right in. So that's why I really like it. I mean, I think with if we didn't sign him, I don't think we would have been as successful as we were this season. I don't think we would have gotten to the Champions League final. It's possible we still got on top four because of the talent in the squad. But, I mean, he basically came in and... You could say that it was also part of the formation that helped defensively, but I mean, him coming into that back three or back five, whichever, uh, that basically shared up the defense, and that's what 
caused all the stability we had, where we consistently getting clean sheets, clean sheets, clean sheets, maybe one goal at the most. And that was all him. And I mean, yes, he's getting old. I think this will most definitely be his last year. I think with a, a World Cup next summer, I believe he will retire after that summer. It's only a one-year contract extension. I think he's going to go out after the World Cup. He said he wants to play in that. And I think he'll probably leave after that. But I mean, as long as he can play at the level he played at this season, I have no problems with this. And I love this. I love bringing him back because, I mean, he played extremely, extremely well. He organized the back line well. He shored up the back line. He did everything you would want from someone like Thiago Silva. He played as an extremely well center back, led well, did everything you would want from him. Glad he's getting another year. Yeah, I'm happy he's back as well. I think he's going to be an important piece. I think we definitely need to bring in another center back this summer, uh, whether that be a player who can kind of sit behind Thiago Silva uh, next year and you know kind of take his starting role after that. But we definitely need to bring in a center uh, center back, and I know that's definitely something that Chelsea are interested in based on kind of the, the talk and the chatter around the club. I'm going to kind of do two kind of minor ones at once here. Um, so N'Golo Conte, he's going to be holding contract discussions uh, with Chelsea over the summer. He's very happy. It's most likely he will stay. Uh, there's not not really anything there that would stop him from re-signing. I think it's pretty much a done deal at this point. It's just about the numbers and agreeing the terms. And uh, Willy Caballero is leaving Chelsea after only a few years here. Uh, I, I don't believe he is retiring. He is leaving. So he, he may be going somewhere else. Uh, we don't really know yet, but Will, Willie's been a decent servant to the club, a nice backup, a nice third keeper this season. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for him that he was able to win the Champions League um, because he, he was always a fan favorite. Yeah, so we mentioned players coming in, or staying, I guess, at the club, Olivier Giroud and Thiago Silva. Let's mention some players that are going out or expected to leave. Uh, one player that is a definite already, and that is Kyle Tamori. Um, kind of bittersweet, obviously. I think all three of us really enjoyed him uh, in the backfield for Chelsea. Doesn't seem like um, that's going to be happening anytime soon as he's leaving Chelsea on a five-year contract. Nice job by AC Milan. They're wrapping him up um, you know, right where they want him on a five-year deal. That's, that's a pretty long time. Um, and obviously, Chelsea will receive £28 million from this. Uh, and then three other players that are expected to leave the club uh, following Fakao Tamori's departure are Emerson, Bakayoko, and Zabacosta are also expected to leave. So out of any of those, obviously we don't really know much about uh, Zabacosta and um, and Bakayoko because they were on loan, right, both of them. Where was Zabacosta on loan, by the way? That's what I want to know. I don't even know where. Go ahead, Alex. So he was on loan at Genoa in Italy, so I don't really know what he... I assume he was starting there. And then Bakayoko, I believe, was on loan at Napoli. And before that, he was on loan at uh, Monaco before that. But this past season, I believe he was at Napoli. And uh, yeah, he's coming back to Chelsea. I'm not sure how much we're going to get for all of those guys, but Emerson's probably like $15 I'm guessing. I know Chelsea were asking for $20 Um, and then Bakayoko and Zappacosta, probably around 20 million each as well. Maybe Zappacosta a little bit less. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be getting some nice money back in there, uh, with that. But Fakayo Tomori, I gotta say, AC Milan got themselves a steal there, a young center back. Um, 20, 28 million pounds in today's market is quite literally nothing, uh, for a player of his talent. And they just got a really good deal there. And when he was playing, 
uh, for AC Milan. I'm not, you know, I don't really follow Serie A too much, but when I did watch a few games, he was very good for Milan. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for him because I think he's going to have a better future there in Milan. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's sad that he's going to be gone. And I really wish we didn't have that uh, release clause in the uh, loan deal that we did for him. I wish he could have come back um, because he also had a good relationship with a lot of the academy boys who are already at the club and, uh, you know, succeeding here as well. I mean, I don't want to sound like this, but I mean, because I love Fakaya Damore. He's so talented. We should not have let him go, especially for that price. But I will say that we do have someone... We do have Malangsar, who was on loan at Porto, and we do have Mark Guay, who I think is on loan at Swansea right now, who's basically Fukaya Tamori 2.0. I mean, obviously the play styles are different, but he's a similar uh, academy, young academy center back who I think wouldn't would should either stay and learn behind Tiago Sofa, like you mentioned when you were talking about him, Alex, or should go out on loan to maybe a newly promoted side or... Uh, I guess like Tamori, a Syria team, but not with a buy, uh, a buy clause at the end of the loan because 28 million, sure, that's a lot of money, right? And yeah, that's good because we want to spend a lot of money and we can't just not sell anybody when we want to spend 100 million to get like Lukaku, Kane, Holland. We need to sell players, but I mean, I think we easily could have gotten, if we were like trying actively to sell him for Tamori and he was still on our team, we easily, I think, could have gotten 40, 50 million for him. We could have probably gotten double. And I mean, that's just a steal for Milan. I mean, Frank has blood on his hands, or Marina has blood on his hands, but one of the two. I think more Frank, because the whole reason he went on loan is because Frank decided not to play him at all, even when we were letting in like six goals a game. And he still didn't play him, even though he probably would have played better than Christensen or Rudiger when they were playing like that under Frank. And so we let him out on loan. I mean, Marina, and this is probably one of her worst business for a long time, letting him go for this much money. But it is what it is. Now we have 28 million we can spend, right? I guess that's good. And then the other few players you mentioned, Bakayoko, Emerson, Zabacosta, just sell them for whatever price. Sell them for 10 million, sell them for 15 million. Sell them for lower than their value because they're not getting any playtime here. I mean, the Emerson, I could see Emerson. I would rather sell Marcus Alonso over Emerson. I think Emerson is better. Obviously, he scored that goal in the Champions League versus Atletico Madrid. He has the ability to do things like that. I mean, hopefully for the three of them combined, we get something around 50 to 60 million. And then on top of that, the 28 million from Tamori. That might even be enough just to get Lukaku, maybe with like a 10 million uh, bonus from Abramovich out of his pocket and we can get Lukaku in. It is what it is, right? We need to sell players to buy players. Tamori happened to be a casualty. He shouldn't have been one. We should have kept him, but you can't change what we did. And now we have $30 million to spend. We got to spend it wisely. Yeah, and, you know, talking about some players that could possibly come in um, before, uh, you know, actually, wait a second. Before we get to that, I want to congratulate Mason Mount because he did win the Premier League Academy graduate uh, award for the 2020-2021 season and you know impressive for him he's up for the PFA PFA player of the year and also PFA young player of the year which is really impressive as well the only other player who's in that category is Ruben Diaz who everyone's talking about who had a very good season for Man City and also we have a little fun stat of the day here uh it's not a stat of the day it's just a, it's a stat right 
Um, Chelsea conceded only four goals in this year's Champions League, setting a new record. It was only behind for five, and Chelsea was only behind for five minutes across 13 games of the competition, which is just crazy. Uh, and, you know, very interesting stat. I mean, the first stat, you have to give some credit to Edouard Mendy in the defense. And the second stat, just overall team performance, only five minutes, only behind f- for five minutes across the 13 games. I believe only like one or two of them was against Porto after they scored in the second leg. And about another two or three was against Krasnodar in the beginning of the game. Those minutes against Krasnodar were when we were playing our B team too. That wasn't even our top team. If we played our top team, it'd be even less. We, I think that that was the game when we were playing like Billy Gilmore, Tino Andrin, Timmy Abraham, uh, Christensen when he wasn't like the ideal fit. We were playing all our, I mean, I don't want to say bad players, but not our best players. And we still, I think we were down for two minutes. They got a bad penalty and then we came down and immediately got another penalty and equalized. And I think an extra, it was probably one minute in the Porto game and then four minutes in the Krasnodar game because it's technically four minutes because it was a penalty. It went to VAR. Krasnodar complained, 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 which wasted another minute. So, I mean, it could have been like one minute or two minutes, which is absolutely crazy. And I think that just shows how good our defense was this entire season. Four goals conceded. I think I'm pretty sure that's the uh, least goals conceded in a, in a Champions League winning side. I pretty there it isn't the most in a campaign. I believe AC Milan led in two or one uh one through a campaign once. Uh but it's up there with one of the best defensive Champions League like performances or and the Champions League performances as a whole of all time. And I don't know where I'm going with this now, so I guess I'll just leave it to Josh or Alex to continue. Yeah, so I guess we'll we'll just Keep going from here. Obviously, so there's the Romelu Romelu Lukaku uh, Chelsea rumors, and he's all over the place. What, Alex? You're laughing. Alex is laughing. Of course he is. I'm just laughing at you saying Romelu Lukaku. You you didn't say however you said. I was just laughing at your pronunciation in the beginning. That's how you say it. That's how you say his name. No, no, but in the beginning, you like, oh. you like, that was yeah. it. I don't All right, know. you know what? We had the speech errors, okay? We move on. Okay, you don't I'm need sorry. To laugh. I'm sorry. making fun of people. Jeez, oh, what sorry. a bully. I'm sorry. I'm a bully. Um, yeah, you can continue. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Rom- Romelu, yes, Lukaku, uh, basically came out, I think it was two days ago, and confirmed that he's staying at Inter Milan. Interesting stuff. Uh, we'll have to see what happens there. So I don't I don't know like I don't know how I'm gonna go about this because we're supposed to be targeting a striker and I think Lukaku was like our main guy after seeing that Holland seemed to be out of our range and not really contacting with Chelsea although I know one of you guys will talk about that you know that could be the case still with Holland but I think Lukaku was like the main target for Chelsea and now him coming out and saying that he's gonna stay at Inter very interesting stuff so. I don't really know what to say after that. Obviously, a really great player, a great player for Belgium. Um, and we'll have to wait and see what happens there. I will say, I think that comment, you don't want to take too definitely like 100%. Because what is he supposed to say? He's right before the Euros, he's going to say, yeah, I'm leaving Inter Milan. I don't want to stay here. Get me out of here. I mean, because then what's going to happen? There's going to be literally everyone's going to be writing articles about where he's going to go next. And it's during the Euros, which is such an important competition. And he's going to be distracted. He won't play well. 
Yes, I think he does. It's probably 50-50 between him going and staying. It's probably less than it was before when it might have been 25 staying, 75% leaving. I still think there's a good chance if we make a good enough offer, he will leave. And I just want to say, don't take them like 100% certain he's staying. But I think there's a better chance of him staying than leaving. But he's not going to say anything else right before the Euros. Yeah, I agree with you with that. I mean, he, you know, he was really good under Conte uh, and really enjoyed his relationship with him there. But Conte obviously is gone now. Is that going to change anything? Inzaghi, their new manager, apparently called uh, Lukaku and they had a conversation and agreed like, hey, I'll stay here. But then there's been some disputes about, you know, what's going to, was that, did that really happen? Who knows? So, you know, money talks, right? So if, if Chelsea put in a big enough offer, Inter are in some financial trouble. Uh, so they're definitely going to need to offload this summer. That may need to be Lukaku, may need to be uh, someone like Skriniar in central defense for them, who was very good last season, who could be an option for Chelsea as well defensively. Uh, so there's definitely some, uh, need for money there. They're strapped for cash in Milan, or at least in Inter. And uh, so I, I wouldn't take it too seriously either, like you said, Peter. Um, another connection here with another striker. Erling Holland's agents have been in contact with Chelsea, or Chelsea have been in contact with them, more like it's not like they're reaching out to Chelsea. They don't need to do that. Chelsea has been reaching out and contacting their agents, or his agents, you know, it's going to be a tough battle. He's probably the most sought after player this summer, maybe Mbappe if he, you know, if he's definitely on the move, who knows, but definitely a very sought after player. I think it's going to be difficult. You're going to have to pay upwards of 200 million, I think, for uh, Erling Holland. And to be honest, I think someone like Lukaku or Lewandowski would be a much better, uh, or Harry Kane, obviously, would be a much better acquisition for Chelsea, just in my opinion. Not only are they all more experienced, two out of the three of them have done it in the Prem. You know, Lewandowski is such a class player, I'm sure he could do it in the Prem, and you're just looking at a much cheaper price uh, for those guys than you would be looking at for Holland and, and a more established player. Holland, really, if you think about it, has only had one breakout season. Yes, he was absolutely class during that season, not saying that he's not going to be world class uh, as he develops, but you never know taking a risk on a player with that much money, with that little experience playing at the highest level, uh, I think you definitely have to take that into account. Um, and I guess we'll just, I'll just knock these two out um, because there is a lot of stuff, like I mentioned. Um, so Hazard, another thing that, you know, Peter might talk about and say, don't really listen to it, but Hazard said the same thing that he wants to stay at Real Madrid after um, it seemed like Real Madrid didn't want him to stay. So that's a little bit of a head case there, like a not a head case, like a head case situation with Real Madrid. Um, yeah, Real Madrid is, is a little bit crazy right now, obviously with the new manager situation and all of that stuff. And I don't even know if I want Eason Hazard back at Chelsea. I'm not going to lie. I feel like we're wasting money if we sign him. Has It was a complete failure with Real Madrid. Um, and I mean, you guys can say differently, but I don't want him back at the club. I just, I don't know. It's like a bad feeling in my mouth. And he left and it is what it is. We're like, we're good right now. You know, we were good. We were really good when we had him. He was our star player, but we're good. We don't, we don't need him right now. We just won the Champions League. So I don't know. And then another signing here, uh, Adame Traore from Wolves, obviously with Spain as well. 25 years old. He's j- absolutely jacked as we know. Um, very muscular. 
uh, type of player. Very, you know, he likes to body people, whatever it is, trying to get into the box. Another player where I don't think, like, we don't need Adame Traore. And if anything, we get a better player than Adame Traore. Um, these are, like, two guys where it's just, like, it, it questions my mind. Obviously, it's just rumors right now at this point. We don't know if Chelsea is contacting with Hazard or Traore, but just to even see the rumors, I don't like it. So these are two players where, yes, the rumors, I don't want any of it happening. I don't want them involved. I don't want Chelsea involving themselves with those two players. So that that's all for me. This that's like the one negative I think this whole episode that I've like that I've been kind of disgusted, and this is where it is. Like I'm I'm kind of disgusted with these two players. I don't need them on the club. Hazard, I'll take anybody at the club for the right price, right? If the price is right, sure, I'll take him back. If it's like way, way too much, if it's obviously too much for him, then obviously no. I'd rather sign somebody like, I mean, even like Adama Chayara for a smaller price, Jaden Sancho, just keep showing playing there is probably a better option than Adama Chayara. But uh, Hazard, he has, I don't know, it's weird. He's just a very weird, weird player. He's so talented. But he has such a terrible work ethic, and he's just made of glass, which, I mean, you don't want to... Those two things, work ethic, a bad work ethic and that he's made of glass, do not warrant like a $50 million, $60 million transfer to take him back to Chelsea. And I think he does actually want to stay at Real Madrid. I think, he feel, I think he feels bad about how bad it's turned out, and he actually wants to. He wants to play. He wants to make things right. He wants to perform. He wants to live up to the price tag. I think there's no chance we sign him. Hopefully we don't send a Dama Trayer. I completely agree with you on that, Josh. I think that's just not necessary. We have Reese James, who's probably better. Even Callum Matsunadoi at wingback is probably better. We could, If we're going to sign a wingback, even though he's much more expensive, Atraf Hakimi from Inter. Obviously, you mentioned it, Alex, that they're going to have to offload some players. Uh, he's, very, he's very young and he's very talented. I think PSG are in the running for him, which it might turn out bad because that can always turn into a bidding war between two clubs with a lot of money. But if we're going for a wing back, Hakimi would be like the best option. And then maybe move Reese James into center back or something. I don't know, but Hakimi, I don't want Adama. I don't want Hazard. And then I'm talking about Holland too, because I didn't get my thoughts in on him. I don't think he'll cost upwards of 200 million. I don't think anybody would buy him if that were the case especially considering that next year his release clause is like 60 or 70 million or maybe 80 million, which is just, why would you spend 200 million? Well, I mean, you would because you'd be the only club that would be able to buy him and then you'd be uncontested, right? This summer, there's going to be clubs that are willing to pay 100 to 150 million for him because there's only a few select clubs that can do it. Instead of next summer, when pretty much every top, top team in Europe is going to be like, Hey, Holland, do you want to come here? Because they they all know that the release clause is, has a good value against him. I think, similar to Hazard, I think I would love to have Holland here for the right price. If it's obviously way, way, way too much, or it's not worth the investment or the risk of the investment, then I don't want him. I'd rather have Lukaku. I'd rather have Kane. I'd rather have Lewandowski, even though we most likely won't get Kane or Lewandowski. Even I just keep Giroud and Werner as strikers and Havertz as the false nine, who has been playing much better, and just have them play striker instead of spending too much on Holland. I think if we perform successfully next season, uh, I think there's a chance we might be in the contention for him at a much cheaper price. So I think maybe avoid him this summer. I'd love to have him here. Obviously, it's Holland. He's probably one of the best youngsters. 
the best youngster in the world behind Mbappe. But for the Red Press, yes, I think we should target him this summer. Uh, but I don't think it'll happen, and I don't want it to happen if it's too expensive. I mean, hopefully next summer uh, we can convince him to join Chelsea for a much cheaper price on the release clause. But, I mean, we just have to wait and see. All right, and then we got these final three things here. They're kind of all really loose rumors, so I'm not. we're going to run through them real quick because there's not really much to any of them. Uh, Saul wants to leave Atletico Madrid. Um, he's interested. He has interest from Chelsea, Man United, and Bayern. Bayern are currently the favorites, and they have already, uh, you know, been con- in contact with Atletico Madrid. Chelsea are kind of monitoring the situation uh, and seeing what happens there. Uh, Callum Hudson Adoy, the rumors with Bayern have resurfaced once again, uh, and they definitely have interest in him. And uh, Jaden Sancho. There's been talks with him to United. Chelsea are also interested. Again, keyword, they're monitoring the situation. And uh, CHO could be involved in a deal with him because Dortmund do like him as well. Uh, Both big German giants, they're interested in Callum Hudson-Odoi. And finally, Aston Villa uh, are interested in Tommy Abraham or Tammy Abraham and Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Ruben Loftus-Cheek obviously coming back on loan from Fulham, who are newly relegated Fulham. And uh, they could be interested in a double pickup of uh, these two Chelsea Academy prospects. And that would really help out Aston Villa. Like we said, or like I said, these are pretty loose, uh, you know, no really super trusted sources on these. Uh, just, you know, kind of some kind of some rumors that were have been mentioned uh, around Twitter and, you know, on some various sources article wise as well. Basically, what Alex was trying to say is that Fabrizio Romano hasn't come out and tweeted <laughs> that it's true. I mean, basically, or, you know, some of the Sky Sports people or BBC, you know, like some more of the reliable people, yeah. not as much as like the, you know, some of the less reliable sources. Or the uh, team fan pages. We'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so no verified sources on that. So that's why we kind of wanted to run through that. But I'm going to say now I would be very surprised uh, if Tammy Abraham doesn't go to a Premier League club. Um, I think if he does leave, I think he goes to another Premier League club, whether it's one that's you know not as good, like a mid-table, kind of end-of-table type team, or someone that's contending. But if he is going to a team that's going to be in the top 10, I don't know how many top 10 clubs in the Premier League are going to have him as a starting striker. And I think that's why he wants to leave Chelsea because he's right now like, you know, fourth on the on the board. Because if you think of, you know, players who are going to start at that front uh, striker position, I would say like Werner's one, then it's Havertz, or it's like one of those two. And then it's um, Olivier Giroud. And then it's Tammy Abraham from what it looks like right now. So if Tammy Abraham wants a starting role, I think he'll stay in the Premier League because I don't think he really wants to leave England. Obviously, it's where he's from. I think it's where he wants to stay. Uh, But I think he'll probably go to a lower club like an Aston Villa, and then he can be their starting striker. So good for Tammy Abraham. I wanted to succeed, uh, but I also wanted to stay at Chelsea. Any closing final thoughts from either of you before we wrap this episode up? Uh, The only thing is... If we sell Cho this summer, I will never forgive Marina because why? I don't understand why. He's such a talent. He's so good. I think Tuchel does like him. Obviously, we saw early on he was playing him a lot. Towards the end of the season, he didn't get as much play time. But I think that's because uh, Tuchel relied on more, I guess, experienced players. But I think if we sell him, it's just like 
it's going to be Tamori situation. It's going to be a De Bruyne situation. It's going to be a Salah situation. It's going to be one of those where we sell such a good talent and then they come back and they just haunt us. So I just hope we don't sell him. Uh, another thing, if we're going to buy anybody this summer that isn't a striker, Sancho would be my number one because it'd be so funny to mess with Man United fans who have they've been trying to get Sancho for like two seasons now. And the first season we try to get him, we buy him. Uh, I think he's very talented, he's very young, he's very technical. But the only problem is we don't really need many players on the wings. We don't need many attacking players. Uh, if Tuchel wanted to switch formations to maybe like go to a 4-3-3 in the second season or something, I think he'd be a great purchase because he can also play Cam. It could be like Sancho, Conte, Mount, uh, middle third, uh, or midfield three. I don't know. If we're going for someone that isn't a striker, I think striker's first priority, then center back, and then Sancho. If we're going for somebody from Dortmund, I'd rather it be Sancho than Holland. And don't Sancho. That's it. Those are my thoughts. Done. Well, <laughs> just just a quick question, Peter. Um, are do you have a relationship, uh, you know, or a friendship with Callum Hudson Adoy that we don't know about? Because it seems like you and uh, I believe it's C H O. Um, but I think you what just, did I say? You said Cho. <laughs> yeah, I say that all the time. Just, it's just easier to say than CHL. So much easier. Come on. I mean, it's easier, but it's like no one says that. Okay, but it's just so much easier. All right, Every t- I said I said his name. I'll just I said his name like ten times during that speech. And if every time I had to say, uh, I just don't want to say CHO because CHO is such a good player. He's a baller, man. CHO is so technical. It's gonna be like a solid born situation. CHO, man, just don't sell him. It's just so much easier to say right, Cho. Cho, Cho, fine. All right, so that's the new Peter. That's the Peter nickname for Calm Hudson Adoy, Cho. Um, so, for anyone who you don't understand, when Peter just out of nowhere, just f- for like future Peter, just say Calm Hudson Adoy first, and you can go with the Cho because I, we have to let everyone know that's how you you know your nickname is for him now. So, but anyway, let's wrap this one up. It's gone a little bit longer over when our normal Talking Blues episodes are. So we really appreciate appreciate you listening of course those speech errors every episode um we appreciate you listening please subscribe wherever you're listening drop a five stars rating or review whatever you want to do up to you um and then i guess follow us on twitter at talking blues pod follow me at josh 29 follow alex at a 23 um and really hope you enjoy your weekend this will probably come out saturday so that's why i'm saying that or friday depending we're recording this on friday we'll see what happens but enjoy your weekend regardless uh, and we will see you next week for our Euro talk. We're going to be talking a lot of Euros um, and preview it, obviously. Give our group winners, our um, winners, who, who's going to win the finals, make it all the way there. We'll talk about it next uh, next week's episode. And obviously, if any Chelsea news or rumors come out, we'll be able to talk about that as well. But thank you so much for listening to the Talking Blues podcast. I've been Josh, and I've been joined by my two co-hosts, Alex and Peter. We will see you next time, next week, for our Euros preview. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? 
Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.